You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Yeah, yeah. So, it's also the opening to Snooki and Jay Wow. Yes, it is. As well as in Girls. Wow. Well, we Agreed. know who yeah. to go check out all of our song trivia with. Um, mm-hmm. Bing, I got you. Bing I'm not is tired of it. Doing, though, so. And we're here doing another Glee after show for you. In fact, the season finale of Glee. Whoop, Super whoop, exciting. Me. Uh, <laughs> oh, Roxy. Right, and so it begins. I feel like this is the episode we've all been waiting for. Of course, it's called All or Nothing. Um, it's season four, episode 22. Uh, I'm Stephanie Wanger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. I'm Roxy Stryer. She's back, and I'm back. I'm Sarah Mendoza. We are so happy to have our full panel, as promised. Team! Yeah. Yeah. I love it! So, all you Gleeks out there, uh, this was a big episode. I feel like we got some answers. There's still some questions that I have. I know that. Um, but we kind of got a taste of Rachel. It wasn't a lot about the old... Uh, the old Glee Club, as we, I guess, could call it. Um, but the real Glee Club. <laughs> the real Glee Club. <laughs> the the Glee Club we miss. Uh, we had Corey Monteith, of course, missing, which we've talked about in the past weeks. He um, was in rehab at the time this was filmed. Uh, was Puck there with him? How about <laughs> Quinn? Was she there, too? <laughs> I know, exactly. Just curious. So They're many people missing. I guess. But, um, I know, we have some mixed feelings on the panel tonight, but... Uh, how did we feel about Rachel's audition? We don't find out whether she got the part or not, but we see her audition for uh, Broadway. Funny girl. Funny girl. I just think at somebody's last callback, you're not singing songs from a different show still. Don't don't you think? Don't you think that's kind of weird that we've yet to see her sing a Fanny Bryce song, but she's in the very last stage of the callbacks? I mean, I think she... Uh, granted... We'll talk about the songs later. She did an amazing job. So that, like, saved the day for me, that she was so passionate and amazing. But really... Like, I just, come on. I'm smarter than that. That was but I like I the fact that she didn't sing Fanny Bryce because if she does get the part, we'll see her singing those songs in the future. I, I agree I wanted her to sing a Fanny Bryce song, but it was one of those moments where it felt like the old Rachel. It felt like one of those show-stopping numbers, and I 
and that's what I was missing. We'll talk about the numbers in a little bit, but later on at regionals, I wanted one of those showstoppers, and I didn't feel like we necessarily had the Rachel Berry moment that we typically do at regionals. I kind of agree with Roxy, though. I thought it was a good performance, but it seemed really unconventional, I guess you could say, for a Broadway, on-Broadway audition. Well, we've talked at least something that's in the same genre or has the same feel as or Barbara. The, the Funny Girl yeah. Um, yeah. show, but it was it was a contemporary song. The most believable part about that uh, scene for me was the reaction of uh, the panel. I agree. And you know when they're sitting there and the thank you Rachel will let you know it's like you can't read these people for your life you know like so it, your life depended on it and I've been auditions like that and I've been auditions where I've actually gotten the part and I walk out of there and I'm like I think I might have blown it cause not a single person like I don't know what the hell maybe one person cracked a little smile in there but I just don't know yeah they're the worst tough. is like the stone face. You, yeah. c- you mm-hmm. can't tell one way or the other. And she was definitely getting that. It was a moment where, yes, it could have been a different song, but it did feel real to that audition experience, to me at least. Yeah, and, and, and speaking to emotion, I thought that Rachel's performance, the emotion wasn't fully there in the beginning for me, but it did continue to build. And then when she was hitting those last notes... Um, of the song, uh, I think she, not only did she nail it with her her voice, but just her energy and just how invested she was with her emotions in that part of the song, it really got to me. But it was only until the end that it, it brought me there. No, I agree, because her performance it was filled with passion and emotion, and it showcased her talent. And I think that's what they're looking for in when they're casting. I want to jump a little bit to predictions and ask, do you guys think that she's going to get the part? I know we've talked about it all season long. Do you think this is something we're going to see the beginning of next season, or is it going to take the whole storyline of next season? I mean, I, I think if you've watched a single episode of Glee, you have to know that she's getting the part. I mean, I don't see anything else happening. Does anybody disagree? That's and feel what, free to, please. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. I was like, because it is Glee, because we know Rachel gets all these big roles, I it think it's fitting that she would get this role as well. If she wasn't going to get the role, we would have found out tonight. Mm-hmm. The only other possibility that I can think of is something in the vein of what the Smash show is doing is where there's an understudy. So she gets it, sort of, but she still has to sort of fight for a spot. Maybe something's going to happen to the lead later and then she's going to sneak in. My, that could cause some I drama. could do something like that. My mm-hmm. concern, I think, is that if you... Um, uh, if you get to that point where she has the part, what else do you do? You have two more seasons of Glee. So if they give her the part in the first few episodes next season, where is it going to go after that? Like, how do you rise above a Broadway role, especially like her dream, Barbara Streisand, all of that? Where, like, where does this character go beyond that? And so that's my concern for Glee, I guess. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of, let's say she does get the part, though, there will be a lot of drama. Um, through that process of having to adjust on being an actual Broadway cast now. There's going to be a lot of egos, divas, people who have been through it like way longer than she has that she's going to have to learn to deal with. You know, maybe she doesn't get her dream role, Fanny. Maybe she gets another role in the show or maybe she is the understudy or maybe she gets a role and then um, maybe there's talk about her getting fired. There's obviously going to be complications at some point, but I do think something positive is going to come out of this and somehow she's going to end up on Broadway. Yeah, I I hope so. I want her to see her succeed. I think as a Glee fan through the entire time, that's like something 
we at least I want fine, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a bitter person. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I do want to see her succeed. I wonder if her relationships with Finn and other people will also get in the way. Like we're talking about the Broadway, the smash type problems, but will her relationships also? I think it would be rewarding because we know all these seasons that Roxy and um, Roxy, sorry, I'm looking at you. <laughs> that Rachel, yes, yes, Rachel has strived to be on Broadway, and then now she's finally at the point where she can be there. I think it's something that the audience, we as the audience, would love to see. So I think she will get it. It would be a good twist for, maybe not twist, but a good like plot line for next year, I feel like, to have her on Broadway to really kind of see successful New York and then kids still struggling to figure out who they are at McKinley. Like that, those make two directly different worlds. It is true. You know, some people just get lucky. You know, we all have those people who got out of high school and now all of a sudden it's like one way or another they made it to the top and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. How did you get there so fast, and how am I so far from there? I mean, not that it happened for Rachel overnight, but right. it, it happens at different speeds for different people. Exactly. Well, that's all for next season. Um, but in the meantime, if you're watching our show and have been checking us out all season, please go on iTunes, rate, comment. We love hearing your comments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. the good, the bad, we read them all, and we definitely take them into account. So... Let us know, definitely. Yeah, and we want to know what you know, what you guys want to talk about, because we've got all our opinions, and as you can hear, we've got very different different opinions. But we want to know what you want to hear and talk about as well. And we can go on and on about Glee. Like before we even get in the room tonight, we are always <laughs> trying to like hold ourselves back to give all these opinions on the air. But you know, we want to know if you want to hear more about certain characters or anything like that. So let us know. So and keep the conversation going as well. It's the season finale. Like crazy enough. Um, I can't I, believe I know, that. We need, we need people to be talking to us, otherwise I'm going to cry. I know. We need your predictions. Hoping for an we do not want Roxy to next cry. Season. <laughs> next season's got to kick some butt. I completely Hoping agree. But one person I don't think we're going to be seeing so much next season, or at least the beginning mm-hmm. of next season, is Brittany, who has this kind of out of left field storyline tonight uh, with her of course starts with her sitting down with some MIT officials and them telling her that she failed a math test but that the numbers they wanted to make um, it, I think they called it the Brittany code because she had all these numbers on the back of her exam that show that she's essentially a genius. It's the most important scientific breakthrough of the 21st century she's the next Albert Einstein and she's an absolute genius. <laughs> she had Avogadro's constant, hmm. planes constant. Uh, us Gleeks from season one, surprising. That's a surprising move. Um, <laughs> well, I loved how she did it all in Cran. <laughs> I know. So, <Yeah>. Brittany. <laughs> I mean, have you tried to take a Scantron test with Cran? probably an epic fail. I wouldn't know, but I'm thinking <laughs> it's, an it's an epic fail. Well, she got a zero, so it was an epic fail. Yeah. I love her point two grade point average. <laughs> that takes effort. I mean, like, that's like a different kind of effort. <laughs> yeah. You have to try to have it 2.0. That's grade. F for effort. Yeah. Right <laughs> but guys, she had that genius number sequence on the back of her paper. Let's give her some credit. I know. <laughs> I, I, it's so random. It's, yeah, such, yeah. it's such a random storyline. I kind of wanted them... I wanted some real reason for her to leave, not just that she was, like, early accepted to MIT. Felt like a little shortchanged by that. But but if you think about it, though, there, there really wasn't enough time to develop, 
like a full story arc for her leaving because by the time you know she got pregnant there's only so many episodes left she did score high on that one on the MIT test mm-hmm. as a fluke so that's maybe it's the only thing they could think of with the episodes they had left here's what I'll say I I didn't even think about the storyline and it didn't bother me because I think that Heather's performance was so amazing that I could not and I think it was because she knew that this was the last episode those tears in the end those were not fake tears oh no yeah. that was her saying goodbye and everybody crying back she's very loved I've, I've heard a lot of people who have met her interviewed her I've actually um, one time seen her personally but never had an in-depth conversation but she seems so awesome and welcoming and caring and I know she's had like a very tough upbringing and just struggling just as an awesome person and everybody loves working with her so you can tell that this is a big moment for the entire cast and I think from the top of the episode even when she's sitting there just her arc and her acting ability like man she's got chops I was about to say that also it was so nice to have her have a real storyline it's been a minute and she I completely agree there was no better actor on that show tonight. She blew me away. Yeah. She stole this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just really appreciated that, yes, they included her in an actual storyline because if we didn't get Brittany tonight and then we were never going to see her again because she is going to go off and, you know, have her baby and, you know, be dealing with her family, then I think all of the Gleeks around the world would have been deprived and whining and and upset about that. So it's good they gave it to her. Can we talk about that moment with Santana? No words, but I feel like it was just, like, made me smile. Like, as a Gleek, I was so happy. It's so true because the relationship is so strong over all these years. You don't need words. I was wondering how they were going to handle the juxtaposition of Sam and Santana. You know, like, how she was going to say goodbye to both of them and have it both be so moving. But she took care of it so individually, you know, each goodbye was very based on the person they were saying goodbye to, and I thought that they did a killer job with that. Um, I just think she really crushed it, and I, I feel bad for her, you know, that you can't have it both ways. And weren't you guys singing when she was dancing? I'm like, is that okay? Yeah. Is that okay for the little baby inside? Yeah, yeah I, I know in the first couple of months you can actually still exercise and, and do light jogging. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought about that too, though. I was like, yeah. how far along is she? Cause I know, because you'd be worried. <laughs> Heather Morris has talked about in the past that, you know, family is number one to her. And so, I mean, I'm sure she's thrilled to be having this baby, but I think it is tough to, she, you know, rose to fame on the show. And it's definitely, I think, a tough situation, I would imagine. Yeah, but I do love that scene where she's um, saying all these things to her friends and because it was still true to character she was still you know getting people's names mixed up and had her one-liners to each every uh, all of them so it it was still Brittany but it was also um, Heather leaving yeah it was it was a great parallel when she was doing that circle scene with them I have a question for you guys and I guess maybe I just had never thought of it like this, but maybe that is what's going on. She she phrased a bunch of different people in different ways, and I thought they were all very funny, and Brittany, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. But the thing she said about Sam was, the cute boy from the wrong side of the tracks. I wrote that down as who well. Who does impressions and who I fake marry. That part I totally get, but the cute boy from the wrong side of the tracks. Is that what she thinks about? And is that what you guys think about him? Is he from the... I never... I mean, I know that he's had issues monetarily, but I just never think of him that way. I think I didn't think of him as from the wrong side of the tracks. That mm-hmm. felt like a stretch to me. But definitely, sometimes the outsider in that group, like he definitely, 
kept all these secrets about his financial struggles and so maybe that's what she means by it yeah. that like she lived he lived in the motel when all of them had homes and things like that so every other one struck I was like yep calling um, unique Mercedes yep like all these yeah. things totally got it <laughs> right there with you and then she said that I thought yeah. to myself hmm I never thought of it that way I think they definitely maybe picked the wrong title or verbiage for him. Yeah. Because yeah. when you think wrong side of the tracks, you think Puckerman's. Well, I think I think bad boy when I think wrong yeah, side same. of the tracks. So I would have been fine with just the cute boy with great impressions who I fake married. Yeah. You know, I don't know why they tried to throw that in there, so... Maybe foreshadowing as to what Sam's about to do next? No, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, could this, you know, Britney exiting make him... Be edgy. edgy. He's going to go Quinn. Ooh. Dye his hair on us and sit underneath the bleachers. Love it. And I mean, good. wouldn't that be just the one of the craziest <laughs> twists that Glee could throw at you? And and he doesn't graduate either because something. Oh, well, I guess we still have him for because he's not really accepted anywhere. No, I keep forgetting that this ends and it's the mid of the school year. I know. It's I weird. can't. I I keep thinking we're at May, which we're in in real life, but <laughs> not not on Glee. So we're still at. Uh, Regionals, and so we have nationals to go, which of course will be in Los Angeles, and we'll talk about regionals in a bit here. But um, we also wanted to talk about there's so many relationship changes in this episode. I felt like kind of things that had been foreshadowed a little bit throughout the season, but uh, we kind of got answers and or maybe more questions in the case of Blaine and Kurt, mm-hmm. who. Uh, of course, we saw that Blaine last week was considering asking Kurt to marry him, even though they're not fully back in a relationship. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're kind of... I mean, when the elderly women ask them, yeah. he says, oh, we're not together. Kurt. Yeah. yeah. So Kurt doesn't feel like they are, but Blaine clearly wants to be. Mm-hmm. And they find, when he goes and looks at engagement rings, he finds a woman who... Um, I guess found her wife in the same town and they and kind of wants to give them advice to the next generation. I thought that that was what did you guys think of that actually before I I thought it was sweet because we haven't had any older generations um, homosexual relationships to look forward to and and to you know reflect people's uh, the current relationships and whatnot. So I think it was nice to have the older perspective and it, it is possible to get married and just have the more wiser uh, people to give that advice to. So I thought that was sweet and endearing and um, their message was true. You know, they gave a good message about, you know, don't give up. Yeah, I mean, I like what they represent in in the whole marriage equality aspect. Um, th- they're definitely taking a stand. You know, Glee has always took a stand mm-hmm. for marriage equality. Um, but that aside, I just, they are two high school, well, one high schooler, one college student who aren't even together on and off. None of, like, they don't agree on their on their status right now. And, and one of them is going to propose to the other. If this were, you know, gay or not, uh, if it was just it, w- if it was homosexual re- relationship or not, to me that's just such a shaky foundation. These these guys should not be talking about marriage if they're not on the same page. My principle is even more basic than anything you guys said. I don't disagree with either of you, but introducing new characters in finales, I'm just against in general. Finales are for wrapping things up and for mm-hmm. putting a nice bow on things or leaving the cliffhanger. I don't care. 
I don't care about these women. I understood what they represented here. And yes, would it be nice if we had uh, homosexual leaders to look up to on the show? Yes, but you know what, Glee? You didn't think of that. You didn't think of it before. So you just tried to throw in these two women at the finale? It just seemed weird to me. And I, I want to focus on, I would have loved for those extra minutes to be with just Kurt and Blaine or whatever. I just didn't I, need to see a different couple. Um, that was part of it. And the other thing I have to say about it is, I've just always been somebody, if you are 100% in love and you know you're in love and you know you want to marry somebody and you're that young, then what's the rush? Yeah. Why are you rushing? Well, who do you have something to prove something to, you know? You're, like, so in love that you have to get married? That seems contradictory. You know, if you're so in love, you might as well wait. I they're not going anywhere. I couldn't agree more with you on that. Like, they're not going anywhere. Why not, you know, wait till you're a little older to get married? But I have to say that what I... I thought they were a sweet couple, and I agree with you. I understand what Ryan Murphy was doing by putting them there, and there was a sweet moment with them like asking the proposal and all of that was very sweet but I just wanted it to either be with Blaine's parents who I don't think we've ever met I would have been okay with them being introduced as new characters like giving advice to to their son that would have been an interesting place or getting more when I said it last week I feel like we kind of get a taste of Kurt's dad and then he's gone again yeah so maybe a conversation yeah exactly so maybe a little more with the parents that's I feel like that two or three minutes whatever that was could have been spent just in a little bit of a different way maybe that's a good point yeah yeah see I want more time with Kurt and his opinions on the relationship because you always see Blaine with his friends but even Kurt's father Bert you know you always hear Blaine's opinion like I love him he's my soulmate and we want to get married but we don't hear Kurt and his opinions on their relationship we know that he thinks that they're just friends but does he think they're more than that I mean, obviously he has feelings for him somewhere, but I agree with you because his person is Rachel, and Rachel's not there right now, so mm-hmm. we're not getting his side of the story. I yeah. I agree right. with you. I'd like to see that. Like a split-screen phone call would have been enough. Or uh, keep right. Bert in this episode. Yeah. And on a side <sighs> note, who else still feels bad for Tina? I know I did tonight. I, was I wrote just that like, down, too. I was just like, oh, you're looking for engagement rings, and she so loves Blaine, and it's just never going to happen for mm-hmm. her. And I just, I feel bad for her. That's... I feel bad for Tina because she's a senior, too. This is her last hurrah. And Brittany, yes, Heather Morris got a bigger story tonight, but Tina still got the shaft in this episode. Tina always gets a shaft, and there's always going to be that person. She didn't even sing at regionals, either. She didn't have a solo. I think no. she will at regionals. Nationals. Right. Not nationals, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah, and nationals will be in Los Angeles, Uh Question. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Roxy, for raising so, your hand. <laughs> it just—it's it, mind-boggling to me. I'm absolutely baffled that they would spend the time all season splitting time between Ohio and New York, and Nationals has always been in New York. And now, instead of making it easy on themselves so that they're all in New York, they're going to LA. What are you thinking? I mean, who's in L.A.? Mercedes, yeah, selling her album, kind of. Puck was there, now he's back for community college. And Mercedes back at church, selling her CDs. Literally, why would you do that to yourselves? Why wouldn't you just go to New York and everybody could be in the same city for once? Um, 
<laughs> I, I, well, I'm not. Tell as, us how you really feel. I'm not quite like WTF. <laughs> I'm not quite as upset about it as you are. I agree, <laughs> but I have to say that all I could think about was that they had regionals at McKinley, which is not typically the case. And I was just like, are you saving your budget so that, like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Glee films here in LA, it's not right. difficult for them to use the LA background. But um, I was just like, are you, it just felt like some move where I was just like, I don't understand why we're not getting a bigger stage for regionals. Like, we're still at McKinley. It felt very small. Like, there were things in this episode that felt small. This is the finale. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know what? I didn't, I didn't hate tonight's episode. I think no. they did a good job. It was adequate. It just could, there were so many small things that could have brought it up to the next level. And I was like, why? I know you guys must have thought about this because I've only been sitting here watching for 45 minutes and I thought about it and you guys eat, sleep, and breathe this, so you must have thought about this. I have to agree, though. I thought that this episode was bar none one of the best we've we've had this season. They really yeah, did do a great better. job of tying in these storylines and mm-hmm. making everything fit together. Not everything, though, but a lot of A lot of things. Yeah. Can you guys get over the New York thing? I just can't get over it. No, but I, I agree. It is weird. Why would you go to a whole nother new location? But maybe they want to explore options in Los Angeles. You know, these graduates maybe... They're they're one. They have this one track mind of everything's in New York. I All suppose. opportunities are there. Maybe if they go to Los Angeles, they'll find other venues to travel on. Here's the problem with that: we know we are signed on for two more seasons. In two seasons, the current sophomores right now will be seniors. So we know part of us is in Ohio. We know part of us will be in New York at Niata. And then are we also going to be in LA when they explore those options? It's are we going to be Tri City? Because I can't deal. Uh, no, I think that that would make the show so divided. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure they have a master plan. They don't do these things on a whim. That's true. Um, that being said, we did get two major solutions or two major relationship developments tonight. We finally found out who the catfish was. Fish. Fish, <laughs> as I'm t- barely talking. Catfish. Close enough, baby. I feel Close yeah. enough. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first, we, well, at first, what's her name? Marley, Marley. takes the rap for somebody else. Um, but the thing is, when Marley uh, said it was her, it, they immediately cut to Unique's um, expression and his reaction to it, so I immediately thought it was Unique. Didn't you think it was interesting, though, that Jake immediately stood up for Marley, and that, and I obviously, from the beginning, we all were like, it's obviously not Marley, but Jake stands up for uh, for Marley, and then later on, when we see that Unique had told Marley, Jake wasn't there. So I figured that it would have been a conversation between the three of them, and that's why Jake stood up for Marley. But Jake wasn't part of the conversation, so did Marley just tell him separately, or what am I missing? That's what I think. I think that Marley told her boyfriend separately after the fact. So he was in on it, and he knew that Marley was going to stick up for And I think he was just being that good boyfriend, because he knows that his girlfriend's going to get attacked in front of everyone, so he just stood up for her. But wouldn't you think in that moment, he didn't know? I mean, I would have liked to have seen that then, because at that time, I was like, even if she's lying... How would he know that, and wouldn't he be kind of pissed? And there's a little drama there, and that could have created some sort of spark or something new in the episode. I agree. What did you think of Unique being the catfish? I think we all kind of had a feeling. 
Yeah, I think we did. We, we, we all had predicted that. We all, maybe not on the air, I can't recall, but we definitely had talked about it as we were screening the episodes that this was a possibility. She I, said multiple things about how she her looks da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was hinted at multiple times exactly and i think i think it's actually believable because we know that unique has all these self-conscious issues and whatnot and she always wants a friend and like she, she has just all these insecurities and to be the person to have someone else confide in that that helps her so, I also, and if, I kind of believe it was her. If you remember that scene too, when he's in that library and he's typing to Katie, um, to the catfish, they cut to Unique for a second, right at his at his computer. So from that moment, I was like, wait, so maybe it could be Unique, and that's when it put the little seed in my I, brain. I also have to applaud Blake Jenner, though. He did a great job with. He's such a nice guy, and he played that so well. Yeah, I wrote down. What was the song a couple episodes where I was like, the emotion is not there? But I knew he has the emotion in him because we saw the scene when he blew up Marley in front of the locker. This was one of those scenes again yeah, where you see that this actor, he's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got it in him. I just think that sometimes he doesn't know how to bring it out through song. And that's going to be an issue on the show. But when it's performance-based acting... This guy's got it. I mean, he's was so on it tonight. And that was actually what made me so thrilled about this episode, was that I felt like the actors who needed to bring it brought it tonight, and sometimes in this season we haven't always seen that. And that just reminded me, an episode he was on Glee Project, that's obviously why he's on Glee, um, there was a challenge that he had to um, be this angry guy. He had to yell to his best friend about like stealing his girlfriend and whatnot. But that his... He showed his performance that he can act. That's, that's why he's on Glee. That's why he won Glee Project. So his acting really just, you know, astounds me. So I'm not surprised that he can't act. It's acting he's amazing at. Singing he's incredible at. It's bringing the acting into the song that I'm not so sure if he can do yet. And I think that that is just because we're comparing him to people who have been doing this for years. And they've all grown. And also, could it be, though, the song choices that they give him? Maybe it just doesn't translate with emotion as well as maybe another song would no, have? No, because it was Everybody Hurts. That's what it was. It was mm-hmm. an R.E.M. song. And that is, could have been his breakout song. That, that is so much, he could have done so much with that. And I just didn't feel like he did. My question to you guys is, do you feel like you blame Unique? No. I I don't think so. I, I understand what um, she was trying to accomplish with it. I just think that she didn't think it through. Like, maybe telling someone... I don't know. I think there are better ways to handle it, but I understand why she felt like she needed to. Okay. I guess that makes mm-hmm. needed to needed to share what she was feeling inside. Like I think in high school you have all these oh, intense yeah. emotions and she was just looking for an outlet. That's the way I viewed it. And like maybe in the end she ended up hurting Ryder, but she truly just needed someone to talk to. And but, I can respect that. Well, I mean, but you can do that in so many other ways. You know, like, you can reach out to a friend. You could have reached out to Ryder as a friend and, you know, tried to get to know him, be close to him, and let out your emotions and hope that that exchange would be mutual. Um, To deceive someone like that, I don't know if you guys have watched Catfish, but, like, time and time again, these people's hearts are broken because they fall in love with someone who they think is the person that they're in love with, but it's actually someone else, and that deception can really... F with you. No, I, I completely understand that, and I, I can't even imagine going through that 
in real life, but we should move on to Emma and Will, who, of course, finally get married tonight. Without either of their family there. In the choir room. So realistic. The oh. perfectionist Emma has the least perfect wedding ever. Okay. Um, the fact that this is just my personal pet peeve. The fact that um, I believe that one of the girls was tearing off rose petals as she was walking down the aisle. And I was just like, can we at least get the rose <laughs> petals off before we walk into the ceremony at all? No? I didn't like it in the choir room. They should have just kept it on the stage. And with all the lights and stuff, they could have dressed it up just a little bit. Uh, the only thing, it was the least rad wedding of all time. That was all <laughs> I, I wrote down, like, not rad. And that, rad's not even a word that you hear me use all the time. Yeah. I just was mm-hmm. kept thinking, like, this. No. Come on, really? <laughs> and I agree, because even their engagement was at the pool. It was this huge number and dancing and whatnot, and their wedding was just the simple black. Well, it was the complete opposite of the, what they were try- what they did the first time around. She was a control freak, and it, it messed her up and made her so anxious that she left the wedding. So it's the complete opposite now. But I do agree. It, it actually capped off the episode for me on a... No, yeah. like I didn't really care so much about it. Well, the priest. I, I <laughs> you gotta talk about the priest. Oh, wait, he's two amazing quotes. Works for me. I have reservations at breadsticks too. And will Emma, Emma? Yeah, like, like who? Who let the priest improv during this episode? Please tell me that's what it was. I, mean, I couldn't get over that. I mean, it was that was some tough lines. It, admittedly, oh. way to dumb down the wedding. Yeah, right? it killed yeah. the mood too. So. It was real. Yeah, that was hard. Um, but what did we think of the musical numbers tonight? There were a, a few of them. Uh, we started off with Rachel uh, to love you more, which is a Celine Dion song. Amazing. Yeah, she was incredible. It was I mean, amazing. Rachel of old, so good. I mean. We know Leah Michelle can do no wrong. I say it all the time on the show. It's so good. I it wrote was effortless. emotional. Get it, girl. Yeah, yeah, get it totally. I think my only nitpick mm-hmm. was that there was credits during this whole number, which was totally distracting. Oh, I, I needed like, that. I wanted to just like look at her, embrace the full p- performance, but I was just seeing these names keep popping up on the screen. No, I thought it was good. I thought it was good placement because we only have her, and it's just like so much pressure on her. I, I didn't mind mm-hmm. that. And then we had Rainbow Connection, which was won by by uh, the first team to perform the Waffle, t- sorry, Waffle Toots. Waffle Toots. I can't read my own handwriting. Who comes admittedly, up with these names. I mean, every year I feel like it's like the Glee's writers, like, yes, season finale, let's do something really random. Glee well, couldn't even let us get through that whole song. It was so, uh. yeah, yeah, they even cut they away. They cut from away. Yeah, they so deal. For, it's, it's not for regionals. It's a good yeah. song, but it's not for regionals. So forgettable. And then the Who's Your Daddies? They were um, amazing. Uh, Jessica Sanchez blew it out of the water. Except I, for the fact that she cannot lip sync, and it was very distracting. That's true, but I love her voice. I, <laughs> yeah. Still, from American Idol, as talented as I remembered her, so good. And you it's close your eyes. It. It's yeah, crazy because it. her voice is so powerful, but when you look at her, she's this tiny little mm-hmm. thing on yeah. stage. She kind of just, like, uh, fades into the people. <laughs> like She's not a big person at all, but her voice really makes up for that, I feel. Filipinos represent. I know, and we, we got such <laughs> a little a tease of her the other day that... Um, or, like, a few weeks ago, I guess it was. And to finally have her perform, it felt, like, much needed in the finale. And she sang Clarity and Wings by Little Mix. And that I was also it. amazing. Yeah, I thought that their performance was great. I always 
I never understand why New Directions gets more songs than every other group. Yeah, it's, it's a little upsetting. <laughs> Not fair. Yeah. The competition rules suck. No, and whatever. And they it's always win. No, yeah. I mean ninety percent. The Warblers got a lot of songs too when we saw them. Perform. But that's because we we had like the storyline yeah, of the... Chris and Darren. But New Directions mm-hmm. always have like one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and Roxy's upset longer. by and it. And I noticed. So maybe we should jump into those. Uh, Hall of Fame. It started with obviously a script song and uh, the script. And Will I Am, I think, too. Yeah. And Will I Am. Yeah. I really enjoyed the song. I think the guys sounded great. Um, and I think that they should have maybe ended with this because, well, actually, All or Nothing was great, but the in between. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. I'm exactly with you. Guys, it. I love the song. I love it. We started tonight with it. It's so up, so good. This song would be amazing as one of their random throw at the end of the episode just because we want to hear the song. To sing this song for regionals, it sounded like they were whining. There was no, their vocals are like none. Right. Yeah. I think it, it was just a fun song. It's a fun song. The original's really, really fun. For some reason, the way that they, and I normally love their um, renditions of songs, right. but for some reason, this one just felt a little underwhelming and that's a strange feeling for that song because that song should never be underwhelming like that's a strange description for me too. I think it could have been the choreography didn't really match the energy of the vocals of that song because yeah. when, when I hear that song like I want to get up and like start jumping I and know we were like having a dance energy party I feel but yeah. with them they were kind of just like doing this while they were singing the song and I almost wanted to see them just jump dance like confetti yeah. and jump dance you know <laughs> just like up and down like oh if, if, if you're gonna make a song that your vocals Vocals don't need to be so strong for you. Better do something so much fun and killer. Right. This wasn't that. And then we finished off with All or Nothing, which is an original song from New Directions. I gave it a B plus. I, was I actually gonna... wrote that down. <laughs> I, w- I gave it a B plus. I I was still upset that Tina did not get a solo. It was Marley. It's her senior year. How come she's not singing? I wrote that it was really sweet. I thought it was a sweet song. I still kind of wanted that big moment. And, and Marley didn't deliver. Like, she did a great job with it. But it, it wasn't a big moment for me. And that was what lacked, I, I felt like, for that one. But I give it four out of five. And also, I thought it was so weird that they made such a big deal last week about how Jake's dance moves were going to be the secret weapon. And then we didn't. He didn't yeah, even be right. There was none. I thought that was so strange. That's very upsetting. You're right. right. Yeah. And another mm-hmm. thing is, I hate to compare because they're such different artists. But, like... Um, the power that we feel from Rachel Berry during regionals. That's all I kept thinking. Mm-hmm. And then Marley at regionals. Um, this isn't against no. um, Benoit at all, but, like, there, there's just such a big difference. It's it's just there's such different artists, and I yeah. think if you've had three seasons of Rachel Berry, that's what you come to expect. And it's not that anyone's bad. It's just a different thing. They have to stop trying to make Marley Rachel. Yeah, We're fine with yes. Marley who Marley is. Just stop trying to make her Rachel. Because when you do that, you start comparing. Yeah, and I think the thing is, we always say at regionals and at nationals that all the big songs that they sing, they're all emotionally driven. And this tonight, these songs just felt like they're they're fun ones. They sound great, but they don't have... They're not at the emotional level that... Kurt, uh, Kurt, Finn, and Rachel always brought right. to the stage every single time. The only one I will say that had some emotional component was All or Nothing. Mm. But but up until that point, it was like the hip songs that, that, that had been on the radio for the past few months right. that they covered. Do you want to do a lightning round of uh, news and gossip? Give it to me, baby. After Buzz TV News. So, uh, 
we didn't get to see very much of Leah Michelle or Corey Monteith in this episode. We had one song from Leah, but they are, um, he's now uh, out of rehab and they were spotted on the beach in Mexico together. So, Good yay, Finchel Mancho. Um, then uh, we also have uh, Leah Michelle made another Hot 100 list. Uh, she is uh, number 76 on uh, 100 Sexiest Women in the World. It's an FHM list. <laughs> so she's been doing well. This is, I think, the third list she's made this year. She was also on a UK Glamour list for 50 Best Dressed. So. Yeah, she's uh, she rocks a red carpet. I mean, that's yeah, she does. She's very unconventionally pretty. So I, I, I don't know. I love that you don't have to have perfect features to be on these. She's got a great right. body too. But speaking of hot, how could you not look at Santana tonight? Like her, oh my damn, God. like yeah. that. Oh yeah. No, she's Talk about being able to like who could turn me gay? She could. <laughs> Heartbeat. Oh wow. And then we, she's gay already. Yeah. <laughs> and then we finally saying. have Jane Lynch. We mentioned it before. She's going to be um, performing in Annie this summer. And she's going to start actually a day early. Uh, so she's beginning May 16th rather, or May 15th rather than May 16th. So a little early. So you can go check her out. Um, if you're missing Glee, go check out Jane and Annie. What do you mean she's starting early? She's starting, it was supposed to be on May 16th. Oh. And she's starting on May 15th. So it's a day early. little. And uh, this made big news this week, so definitely that. Um, All right, do you have any more? I know. Do you have one more? Um, so I don't know if you guys noticed that they did incorporate sugar, I- incorporate the character sugar. Yeah, sugar and Joe, they were back. Yeah. Um, so apparently, sugar may not be coming back. So this could also be her final episode, along with maybe Brittany. Um, she's been booked on a new ABC comedy pilot. So if that gets picked up, there's no way she's going to have time. Do you know which pilot? or It didn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to watch for her then, definitely. Um, and want to do quickly predictions? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Well, predictions. they leave with Blaine holding the ring behind his back, so team? I predict that Kurt says no. You, you think he's going to propose? I do. And Kurt says no. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think Blaine's going to propose and Kurt's going to turn him down. I think he's going to realize it's a mistake and not propose. I'm, I'm with that. So two and two. It's all. <laughs> this is we'll really a prediction, but I want to, I want to, I need closure on Brody because he fell off the face of the earth after the gigolo oh, storyline. I'm so over it. I'm yeah, not I'm over it though. It. I just want to see them have a conversation where they're not heated. Um, and wrap that up. So that's your wish for next season, Roxy. Wish for next season. More SJP. <laughs> and I agree. Um, I, I, gosh, I can't even say it. After Buzz um, wish list. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's, uh, we've done so many predictions. I thought, why not end with a wish? I think mine is for more Finchel. I'll go with what um, I said. Obviously. I want more Quinn. Okay, more Quinn. More there we Quinn. go. We now all have our wishes out there, Glee writers. Listen up. And um, thank you so much for watching all season long. It's been so much fun to talk about Glee. As you can tell, we're huge Glee fans. So it's been a blast. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, Catch us on season five when it comes back. I know, in September. Can't believe we have to wait all summer. But remember to tweet at us. You can tweet AfterBuzz at AfterBuzzTV. And you can tweet me at Stephanie Wenger. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at TV. At Roxy Stryer. At Sarah with an H Mendoza. See you soon. 
From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.